tracks, bunch of bullshit, and I wasn't at ThoughtCon, so I have nothing to add, so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you just added so much. Are you recording? I, no. I, okay. No, it wouldn't matter anyways. Why not? Because no one would be able to hear what you have to say because it doesn't upload. <laughs> All right, so you're you're leaving? Yes, I'm leaving. All right, breathe into the mic one last time for us. <sighs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to Shadowcast episode 24. I am Whiskey Neon, joined tonight with Black Math. Hello. Mr. Chin. Hello. Rainmaker. Good evening. And Wirefall. Greetings. So, uh, we took a hiatus last week because, um... well, we were at ThoughtCon. Well, Black Math, Zandy, and I, and Girl in Your PC, at least, were at ThoughtCon. And, well, that recording something while you're in con mode it ends up not working out well. Especially if you forget your microphone. <laughs> so, yeah, we didn't have mics, and uh, we're a good place to record. Doing anything in con mode doesn't usually work out very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it works out really well, depending on your perspective. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, what did everyone else do this past week? Let's see, uh, between work and work, uh, I had an interesting circumstance. Somebody reached out to me the, uh, via the interwebs about the, uh, ransomware talk I did a while back and, uh, mentioned that one of their friends had gotten infected with, uh, the XX, or I'm sorry, Crypt XXX variant, and, uh, this guy was a, uh, widower, uh, his wife died about a year ago and lost all his photos, all records of uh, his wife for all general purposes. So uh, met with the guy online and uh, was able to use a, a decryptor from Kaspersky Lab, and we were able to successfully recover all his files. So thought that was pretty cool. That's awesome. You're the hero the internet needs but not deserves. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> uh... How about you, Arfal? Do anything cool? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 had uh, we had Perfect. the third anniversary of DHA. Uh, that was the day before ThoughtCon. Okay. You were out there, uh, Rainmaker as well. But uh, yeah, um, so we we had that 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 went fairly well. I just posted the uh, invite out for next month's meetup. Uh, cool. Looking at doing a uh, we brought it up at the uh, the meetup a. Uh, I know this isn't about DHA, but um, new segment, uh, calling it basically hot topics. So what's the hot topic uh, that since the last meetup people can put in the comments? And we can talk about, uh, you know, that they want to discuss at the the meetup. Uh, I just put an example up there tonight of uh, a major event. FRAC 69 was released on the 6th. After a four-year hiatus, FRAC is back. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's going to be something we talk about in the feed. I'm super excited for that. Um, you don't see many zines publish things of value outside of the good old staple 2600, right? Wait, right? Wait, wait, we still read that, right? Of value, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the third year anniversary, it was pretty awesome. There was a pretty big turnout I, I don't know isaac didn't show up so i don't know if we have a head count no, but it was yeah, I, I did i did some rough est, uh, rough counts a couple of times not knowing you know since we have so many rooms now it's like getting the count in a brothel but uh um <laughs> it was in the mid it was like mid 50s so yeah yeah it was uh a good turnout and uh uh rainmaker did his ransomware talk so it was actually really good. Uh, I, I was impressed with your presentation. Like that was, a re- I mean, we, you, you basically covered a lot of the material in Shadowcast, but seeing it in person, like your your presentation was fucking really uh, good quality, man. So, right props on, on that. Glad you like it. Uh, I think um, if it's okay to self promote myself, uh, we're doing the uh, talk again. Uh, on the 28th, I think, next Thursday at the uh, North Texas Cybersecurity Group. So that'll be uh, at Jake's Uptown in Frisco. Oh, cool, cool. And for all the listeners, if you want to look at the slide deck, it's at shadow.systems, and you can listen to the full episode uh, on episode 18 where Rainmaker goes over uh, the history of ransomware and where we are now. So it's pretty cool. Well, uh, I think that covers about everything. So why don't we move into the first segment of the show. Now it's time for the feed. All right. The Hacker News reported yesterday that Mr. Robot was the biggest hacking drama television show of 2015. And its second season will return to American TV screens on Wednesday, July 13th. They also disclosed that the promotional website for season two was vulnerable to a cross-site scripting attack. (laughs) White... White, yeah, that's really funny, actually. Uh, white hat hacker Zemnemez discovered the vulnerability the same day that the USA Network launched their promo for the TV series. Zemnemez reported that the vulner- uh, reported the vulnerability directly to the show's creator Sam Esmeal as soon as he discovered it. Later that day, mere few hours after the vulnerability was disclosed, it was uh, patched. So, more than anything, I just find this really kind of ironic. It could have been any website for that matter, but it's just funny that this happened to be about a TV show about hacking. I'm 100% certain that this side above others got more attention just simply due to the premise of this show. There's hundreds of thousands of other cross-site scripting vulnerable sites out there that just haven't been discovered yet. But again, just because this was a hacking show, it got a lot of notoriety. So, what do you guys think? I think it's hilarious and awesome. And are you excited to watch uh, season two? I sure as fuck am. Yes. Yeah. Outside of like the da- daddy drama shit. Uh, you mean the whole last few episodes? Yeah, yeah. Like if if we can get a good hacker plot now. One thing that should be said is that the showrunner run- of the the series, he's the primary writer, showrunner, and this season he's directing every episode. So going to be a little different in that sense and hopefully the entire uh show will be uh able to be done in a more streamlined manner so we'll see how well that ends up uh happening you know 
Uh, I don't know. I'm excited. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's pretty cool going over to Waterfalls and watching fucking Mr. Robot and hear him rant about it <laughs> while you're watching the show. That in Game of Thrones, he'll fucking be pissed off, and it's really funny to hear him rant about it. All right, well, moving on, uh, I got a story from uh, Krebs. Krebs on Security reports that the credit bureau Equifax has become the latest victim of a data breach. Uh, Kroger Stores, which is a customer of Equifax's W2 Express, recently sent a letter to all their current and former employees that their W2 and salary data may have been compromised. What it appears to be is that... uh, Unknown individuals have accessed Equifax's W2 Express website using the default login information, which was based on the social security numbers and the date of birth, which was believed to be obtained from some other source, such as a prior data breach from another organization or institution. Uh, Along the same lines, uh, last month, Stanford University alerted 600 of their former employees, uh, just as Northwestern University did the same for 150 of their employees to let them know that their salary information and tax data were stolen earlier in the year. Uh, What's kind of interesting here is Kroger said that it would be offering free credit monitoring services to all employees affected by the breach, which is, you know, standard operating procedure. What's interesting, though, is that Kroger declined to say which company would be providing the monitoring, but they did confirm that it would not be Equifax that would be paying for the credit monitoring. So the lesson to be learned here is that, you know, if you receive a PIN or some default information from an employer or like an HR web portal um, and you didn't change it, it's still there. It's still the default pin. It's prime for the picking. Um, and then with this case, more than anything, this was due to a lackluster security from the HR department assigning the weak credential and the, I mean, the fact that it's easy enough to pick up. Um, so this really wasn't an issue with Equifax per se. And based on Kroger's response, they know it too. Any thoughts on that? So the attackers already had the social and date of birth. It doesn't sound like they got a lot more then. Yeah, and that, that's what I found interesting. Is, I mean, you can easily social engineer a lot of that out of people, but once they got that, they were able to just use those as the default creds to get in to access the W-2 information. Interesting. Well, so who's paying for the credit monitoring? It didn't specifically state, but they did say it wasn't going to be Equifax. So I think it would most likely be Kroger, ultimately, because they were the ones that screwed up. Probably. It really comes down to all those people already got breached anyways and probably have a year's worth of credit monitoring. Yeah, and you make a good point because, like Waterfall was saying, you know, it was a previously compromised potential you know, other situation that caused those initial credentials to be exposed. So who's really at, at fault here? It, it, it doesn't matter. It but, wasn't and, Equifax. And you wouldn't want Equifax paying for it because then you'd get Equifax's credit report monitoring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, along the same lines as Krebs, Krebs also is reporting that the fast food burger joint Wendy's was compromised by a credit card stealing malware on their point of sale systems. Uh, This happened to roughly 300 of the company's 5,500 franchise stores. Initial initial investigation shows that the malware was installed through the use of a compromised third-party vendor's credentials. What's interesting to note here is that the company specifically stated that their Aloha POS systems were not compromised or impacted by this activity. 
I personally myself have worked on Aloha POS systems in the past and, you know, in a different world. And I can tell you, it's no way in any form or factor that those systems are secure. I love Aloha. It's a great point of sale system. I, I, I used it all the time. But the base builds that I worked on back in the day had zero native security built into it. And to be perfectly honest, I'm doubtful that any improvements have been made since then. So um, additionally, uh, Wendy stated that there are approximately 50 franchise stores experiencing or have been found to have other cybersecurity issues on top of this uh, uh, credit card malware. But, so, alongside uh, the yeah, Frosties and say, but the point hmm? of sale system hasn't been compromised. Well, that particular point of sale system. Uh, a, a lot of these uh, retailers will run multiple different point of sale systems depending on the franchisee and things like that. Yeah. Uh, and, and it doesn't really matter how secure the POS is if, like, 90% of all fucking POSs have a VNC server instance on them. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways. And that's the thing is that, you know, potentially some, you know, managed service provider that's doing their patching or maintenance or whatever uh, was compromised. That's potentially how they were able to get in. So. Yeah, I'll that happened uh, a target. couple years ago. Oh, well, not just Target. Like there, was, it was a fast food uh, franchise. I forgot what it was, but there was a MSP who um, got breached, and all of their clients for this fast food joint. I forgot who it was. I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, they just used their fucking um, remote administration systems to to get on those POS systems, and that ended up shutting that MSP down. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Yeah. So alongside the Frosties and Fries that I had earlier today, that just didn't sit well with me. I think I'll be taking my business elsewhere. <laughs> uh, or will you? Eh, probably not. I'm hungry. Because, <laughs> wonderful, uh, you always argue that it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Because like, we'll still go to Wendy's. Well, what's your liability? There really uh, isn't, you know. 50 bucks if they want to be dicks, but if they want your business, they'll... They'll, they'll, you know, cover it. So I think it's more just the principle that I, I want to, you know, patronize businesses that have a secure posture. And, but you're absolutely right. If it's, you know, three in the morning and I'm hungry, I'm going to eat that bur burger one way or another. Uh, Rainmaker, you, you buy gas, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure that <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure that patronizing businesses that have a secure posture and buying fuel kind of go hand in hand. Absolutely right. With the new uh, inline skimmers and whatnot, you're absolutely spot on. It, it was interesting. Uh, I was in Puerto Rico for three weeks this past month, and there is not a gas station I found on that island where you can pay at the pump. Really? Yeah. And you go in, and most of them don't speak English. So it gets interesting. For sure. All right, well, I'll uh, give you guys my last story. Um, this one could have gone under the Florida Man section, but here it goes anyway. Uh, the headline for, uh, for this one is, uh, the hackernews.com reads, Hacker arrested after exposing flaws in election website. Security researcher David Michael Levin responsibly disclosed vulnerabilities to the Florida County Board of Elections. And where does he end up? Behind bars. 
Last year, he tested the Lee County website and found uh, critical SQL injection vulnerabilities, which allowed him to access the site's database, which uh, included usernames and passwords. According to Levin, he responsibly reported the vulnerabilities to authorities, and then he helped them patch all the loopholes. How did they repay him? Well, two weeks later, the Florida police raided Levin's house and seized his computers. He was charged with three counts of gaining unauthorized access to a computer network or electronic instrument. He spent six hours in jail before being released on $15,000 bond. What's interesting to note here is that the Florida police are disputing Levin's claim that he asked for permission. They're claiming that he never asked for permission prior to performing his penetration testing on any state-owned server, though they did say that Levin was the one who helped the authorities fix the security holes in the website. So take this as a cautionary tale, folks. Disclosure is a dangerous game. Being the white knight won't keep you out of the slammer. Make sure that you have legal protection, possibly a bug bounty if possible, or report under total anonymity to protect yourself. So, that's the news from Rainmaker. Well, thank you, Rainmaker. On that subject of uh, <laughs> bug bounty programs, I think probably the biggest news uh, yeah. uh, this week is Pornhub announced a bug bounty program. Yes, they which did. Which means we can all now see we're, we're just working. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, you can earn $25,000 reward uh, if you are the first to report a security bug directly related to company infrastructure. Um, and uh, so uh, it, what's funny about this, though, is that it's for the company infrastructure. So uh, cross-site uh, cross request forgery, um, information disclosure, cross-domain leakage. Uh, cross-site scripting attacks via post request, HTTPS-related uh, attacks, uh, and um, other shit like missing SPF records, which who gives a shit. Uh, th those won't be uh, considered for the bug bounty program. So it's a little interesting. Anyways. They will, you said? They will not. They will not. Oh, so, so they have scope. CSR, yeah, yeah, there's scope for their bug bounty, yeah. Yeah, but, nor, nor will... Uh, Denial of service, uh, any sort of phishing, social engineering, physical access they completely put down. Um, and uh, you cannot access uh, use, user accounts. So, Lol. what's the fucking point? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Annette last night uh, said that they were going to offer uh, that you could have sex with one of their porn stars. Uh, as the highest reward. And I was like, are you shitting me? And he was like, no, but think about it. If they did that, they'd have the most secure site on the <laughs> internet. <laughs> so he's very true with that. Uh, I think a lot of people would be stepping up to the I'd, plate, I'd, but I'd, I'd take the 25,000. <laughs> yeah. With the 25,000, you could have a good time a with 25 grand. Yeah. Get a couple of porn stars with that. Anyways, uh, moving on to more, uh, you know, grown-up topics. Uh, Thought I was on Shadow Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the Jigsaw ransomware is back, uh, but it's now called the Crypto Hitman, and uh, uses on the little screen there uh, the character from the Hitman video games. Uh, you have to pay the ransom uh, to the email address cryptohitman at yandex.com. I wonder where this guy's from if he's using Yandex. 
Anyways, what's funny about this is that he, uh, uh, like, adds the .porno extension to all of the encrypted files. Uh, so... <laughs> The Jigsaw Ransomware Decryptor actually works on this. So I don't know why the fuck he would even bother. But, yeah. So basically uh, he just rebranded it, huh? Yeah, but he rebranded it. But the, the like, uh, the lock screen is all porn. And it's just got a bunch of shitload of porn in the Hitman guy. And it's got the countdown cl clock. So you got all this porno on your fucking computer. And if you want it off, you gotta pay this bastard. Which is pretty fucking funny. Because uh, imagine if you're at work and then that screen shows up. What are you going to do? Because remember, if you restart the program, it's going to delete a bunch of shit. So. This, this is completely you know, off-the-cuff brainstorm. But a ransomware that downloads cheese pizza to your computer <laughs> then threatens to call the FBI. Now you've DDoSed the FBI. <laughs> That is the idea of the year. If that ends up happening, we'll know that there's some listener of Shadowcast out there. I want to start looking for, if that ever happens, I'm going to start looking for the Eastern Block IPs and see who's, who's fucking <laughs> listen. Oh my god, that's a great idea. And then we, and th and then we sue them in a uh, uh, West Texas... Uh... <laughs> Court. DMCA. <laughs> yeah. But we're having pretty good success with those DMCAs, so we'll see what we can do. Um, yes, as Wirefall mentioned, uh, Frack has released uh, issue uh, 69. <laughs> so uh, it's been, uh, what, how many years? Uh, four years. Four years. Four years. So there's some. Uh, Interesting shit on there. Uh, but it's just cool to see Frack still pushing out issues, even though it's years in between. Uh, but yeah. I saw a comment on Reddit. Um, somebody complained about how long it, you know, it took between releases. And the comment below it said that uh, not to worry that they're just releasing based on the Fibonacci sequence. <laughs> <laughs> So when technically would be the uh, next edition out then? Oh, like well, 16 there. Six, six. Yeah, there we go. And uh, Game of Thrones will still not have the next book out. So you can't complain about so what are, what are What are people's thoughts on uh, um, the future of zines like 2600 and Frack? In the age of uh, the Twitters and the uh, Reddit, dead. Game over. And I, I well, I, actually, I was going to use that exact uh, metaphor for your mom. So let's revisit that for your mom, because there's a lot to talk about when it comes to your mom. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, so I, I, I'm sure you guys uh, saw that Walmart is suing Visa. Did y'all hear about that? Yeah, it's having to do with the chip and pin. Yeah, it's it's the lack of the pin that they're pissed about. And I think this is hilarious because, Rainmaker, you were talking about how you 
want to support organizations that care about your security. And the most evil corporation for retail is Walmart. And here they are. Uh, asking for the pin to be required on debit cards with the chip. And making a purchase. And so is, it, is it because of a noble cause or no. it costs them money? It costs them money. Yeah, because the way the credit card companies, they, they, they the merchants are who gets fucked over. And um, have any of y'all ever had a credit card clone before? Not that I can't say that I have. All right. Well, I've had experience this with uh, for a former company uh, where uh, our employees were having. Uh, well, basically, we had a lot of employees that were traveling all the time, and we couldn't trust the credit cards. We actually had prepaid debit cards, basically. <laughs> For them to travel because in South Texas, they would just get fucked over royally. The hotels, some employee would take that hotel's credit card information and through whatever, it, either it was sold or it was organized crime, you'd have fuckers up in like Oregon and then over in New York or wherever, just all over the country, go to fucking Walmart, use those cards and rack up hundreds of dollars worth of charges. And it, maybe it was a shopping spree. Maybe it was a shit ton of gas. Uh, it varied. But it was always, always Walmart. And so Walmart's ultimately responsible for that shit. So you can imagine. I've seen this happen with thousands of dollars. Not just with um, one instance. But uh, with the company. But individuals as well who have been affected by this. And it's always Walmart that they were going to. So, Walmart's seeing thousands of dollars that they're they're losing, and uh, uh, yeah, this is totally a cover your ass thing for Walmart. But honestly, the whole chip and pin concept was to make fraud impossible, or at least theoretically impossible. And in the U.S., we're just half-assing it. So I mean, that's the point. They do have a point there: is that it isn't chip and pin; it's chip and signature. Um who the hell validates signatures the back of my card say CID and nobody ever does the back of my card I had one card that just had a penis drawing <laughs> could you recreate that penis drawing on Will <laughs> yeah. oh yeah I, I, I can draw a penis like you wouldn't believe in it it's the exact same one every time but... on those little LED signature pads I like to fill the entire thing in black personally <laughs> <laughs> I always do smiley faces and it's just funny when you get a receipt with a signature and it's got a smiley face on it. It just makes my day. But, yeah. Uh, so they're suing this. Uh, um, but, yeah. Walmart is saying that 91% of fraudulent debit card purchases are done with signatures. Which is fucking insane. But... No, no, that's 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 wrong. Maybe in their stores. Well, but, yeah, that's what they're saying in their stores. But no, because because online, I mean, there's a lot of online fraud and there's no signature. So yeah, exactly. And the and the way to get around that is, you know, there's multiple options. Uh, PayPal for a while had a virtual debit card where every time you did a transaction, it would spin up a new one for you, uh, and that was fucking awesome. But they don't have that service anymore. Um, but. Uh, Walmart says in the lawsuit that debit card purchases account for 70% of all card purchases at the store. And so, yeah, pretty insane. Anyways, 
Thanks, Walmart. <laughs> so, so Rainmaker, are you going to shop at Walmart now <laughs> exclusively? Absolutely. Walmart has my business. <laughs> so, do we do we have a uh, a couple of minutes for a diatribe? Go for it. Regarding uh, uh, credit cards, as I mentioned, I was uh, in Puerto Rico for three weeks, which means all of my credit card companies thought there was fraud occurring. Um, because I'm using it. <laughs> one, one of these cards had no reason to because it is a airline card, travel card, that I purchased my tickets on. <laughs> yeah. If they're doing any form of uh, uh, data analysis, they know I'm in Puerto Rico. Um, but still got a phone call after they denied my purchase at a local. I was trying to support a local uh, uh, company. It was called Amigo. Uh, and then they oh, back. Shit. Are you vaping again? <laughs> Fuck. What the hell's that? That's the fire alarm. <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to. Oh, give me a second. Let me mute. Continue. Okay. Oh, never mind. <laughs> So I wanted to support a local company, so we went to this place called Amigo to pick up uh, uh, supplies for the house we rented. Um, and they bagged all my stuff in Walmart bags. So it was a rebranded Walmart. But uh, um, they denied my card, so I used another card. On the drive back to the house, I get a call from a lady who's definitely in a offshore call center. Um asking about a purchase I'd tried to make that they denied. And I said, yes, that was me. I was trying to, you know, uh, make this purchase. And she's like, because it was a large amount in a foreign country. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, you're in a foreign country. I'm in the United States. Perfect. You know, how many people don't understand that Puerto Rico is part of the United States? But anyway, I, I had multiple ones. Um, I had a, uh, uh, another card that, uh, called me i uh uh usually it's the last four they asked for to verify even though you called me so uh yeah but they didn't mm -hmm. they asked for my uh security question answer well i don't know any of these i make them all up and put them in my password safe right so yeah i was like i don't know i i, I make that up she's like uh favorite snack it's like, I don't know. It won't, you know, I, I just make this crap up. She's like, a hint. It starts with a Q. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, whose favorite snack starts with a, a Q? I, I don't know. I could boot my PC. I can open up my password save, and I can get this information for you, but I don't know. Right? And they're just trying to validate who I am. She's like, that's, a go that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, do you have another uh, credit card with our company? Yes. What's the number of it? I'm vacationed in Puerto Rico, and I didn't bring it. I don't know. Again, I can boot my PC, and I can get that information for you. And she's like, no, 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 that's fine, that's fine. Um, this is a, you know, a, a, a freak flyer card. Um, what's the frequent flyer number for you? I, I don't know. You know, <laughs> again, I can boot my PC. I can open it. Oh, no, 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 that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> All these things, if you just knew one of them, but I I didn't. She's like, okay, you you pay this credit card with a, 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 a bank account uh, 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 debit card or something. Uh, what's that number? It's like, oh, is it, yeah, is it your bank account? It's like, I don't know, do you know your bank account number? <laughs> I don't fucking know my bank account. Again, I can boot my PC, I can whatever. Anyway, I just, I end up going to my, going through my backpack and finding a ticket, the ticket out to Puerto Rico, and it had my frequent flyer number on it, so I... Gave them that, they validated it, 
Um, and uh, uh, she says that at the very end of the call, they reactivate my card and says, you'll be very happy to know that since you're using this travel card, uh, you won't be charged any foreign transaction fees while you're in Puerto Rico. <laughs> That's great. What is the conversion rate for Puerto Rican dollars? You know, um, the, uh, but anyway, so I, I hang up, I go in and I relate this to the family and my son just starts laughing. He's like, what, your favorite snacks, quinoa? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just kind of funny. I mean, what else? It starts with Q quince maybe, but, uh, um, I get a call back immediately and she's like, we forgot to reset your, 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 uh, challenge question answer. We have to do that. We won't authenticate you any other way, but challenge question answer from now on. And she gives a whole list of challenge questions, and one of them, again, is favorite snack. And I was like, it's favorite snack. She's like, what is it? Quinoa. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, are you sure this? you can't forget this? I'm like, you got to believe me. I will never forget this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, so if you can figure out what card I have and everything else that you need, yeah, then my, my favorite snack is quinoa. So go ahead. Uh, is that anyway, a, I hope uh... that was worth a couple minutes. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the price you pay when you try to be secure, I guess. Like, Mr. Ching can relate to that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, security sucks. I mean, it's, it, I, I try to eat the dog food, and uh, I understand it's a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, so, basically, if you're not in front of a PC, you're kind of boned then, right? Oh, for me? Well... Uh, for, for those type of the challenge questions and stuff, yeah. Um, but, I mean, usually I'm in front of my PC. I'm not usually in Puerto Rico. And, True. Well, I was, uh, but anyway, um, it does make for interesting conversations when they ask what your mother's maiden name is. And you're reading Z-X-Q-Q-H-V-V-L. <laughs> it's like, yeah, she's Polish, you know. It's a family name. <laughs> yeah, I've actually had an issue with... Uh... Uh, one one bank where the 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 safe word uh, <laughs> they thought it was my mom's name and I'm like I don't know who the, 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 there's no fucking way there's no fucking way ended up being a cat's name they just thought it was my mom <laughs> so yeah I don't know why it's a similar along the same lines at this but I'll probably 10 years ago, I used to work in a service desk and one of the guys had the most uh, awesome uh, test question ever. Uh, the question that they could come up with on their own was, uh, what are you wearing right now? And the appropriate response is, I don't think that's an appropriate question. <laughs> I actually did a pen test against a company that uh, allowed, uh, well, an organization that allowed uh, users to make up their own questions that is a really really bad idea. i mean I, I i agree there should be a large pool you don't want a small pool because then you know what to probe for in social engineering yeah um but do not let make it up because then they they create security questions like how many grandkids do i have one no two no three yay i'm in <laughs> you know yeah uh or what, what's my favorite color okay it's not gonna be mauve <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be red blue green yeah. <laughs> Well, you can always just try asking people, hey, what's your favorite color? And when's your kid's birthday? Cause... Oh, no, that, that was, there was, there was one, one individual I wanted to get into. 
I couldn't guess his security question. Uh, there was personal reasons um, that I, I was aiming for a specific individual. Um, it was his his dog's name. I went through the entire. I went through every one of the canine lists on online, and um, so I ended up just sending a phishing email with uh, um, that I was a. Uh, okay, so this is school related. I was a student, uh, and we had to write about somebody we respected, and he was a uh, basically uh, principal of the, the the school district. And so I said that I respected what he was trying to do with the school system. I needed to do a report, and I asked a bunch of questions. And at the end, I just said, and maybe anything interesting, you know, like uh, uh, hobbies or pets. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. If the person's famous, you can just go on their Wikipedia page and get all that information. Like what yeah. happened to Sarah Palin. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, thanks for that... Uh, that bit of news. <laughs> um, I'm going to skip a bunch of shit. But uh, basically, uh, Mark and Noga discovered 7-zip vulnerabilities. So, um, some interesting shit there. Uh, there's an out-of-bounds read vulnerability. Uh, a heap overflow vulnerability. And I, there was a couple of other things there, I think, too. But it's on the, the Talos blog. Um, update 7-Zip. Uh, I would Im imagine a lot of people use 7-Zip. I do. Well, it's not just 7-Zip. Anybody who uses those libraries, right. which we included a bunch of security companies that do that for their, uh, their signatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you definitely want to make sure that everything's up to date um and so what you want to do if you want to read this blog entry you go to tinyurl.com slash mr chin unzip i'll <laughs> 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 take you to the blog entry um since we were last on uh shadowcast verizon least their uh 2016 data breach investigations report and they had a uh, top 10 vulnerabilities and everyone's been shitting on it because they based all of this information off of their IDS trips, not actual exploitation. So, uh, I don't know why they consider TLS Freak to be such a huge threat uh, when uh, out of all of the HTTPS servers currently on the internet, only 11.8% are vulnerable. And plus the fact that that's not just a, uh, you know, run-of-the-mill bullshit uh, thing. Most of your websites are actually uh, vulnerable to it. Or, uh, well, there's some shopping sites. There's some tinyurl.com, for example, is vulnerable. <laughs> Uh, some shopping sites, but a lot of it's foreign, uh, shit, so, anyways, uh, don't, uh, just ingest everything from the DBIR, uh, be sure to read the criticisms and, um, make decide, uh, make decisions for your enterprise appropriately, but that being said, uh, thank you, Verizon, for that report, it's actually pretty cool every year, and, and the, uh, fucking cover of it this year is pretty badass. Uh, it's like something you'd want to have on your coffee table. So, uh, print off a PDF and you'll be good to go. 
Uh, let's see. I, I think that's all I've got. It just being a good corporate citizen, AT&T now releases one a quarter. Mm. What do y'all call it? A, a DBIR? No, no. It's cybersecurity something. Oh, well, cool. I'll have to check that out. Uh, if they don't have a cool cover, <laughs> you, need to get, you need to send in a, a request. Because this has got, like, the uh, the fucking... I, I don't know what, what you actually call it, but the all-seeing eye from the dollar on the cover. And it looks pretty cool. I'm totally going to print this off. Anyways, yeah. Uh, the freak attack is considered a huge... Vulnerability to Verizon, so maybe next year they'll not release something that's so bad. Apple did a transparency report. I think we all believe that Apple's uh, a good guy, I guess, now, or it's smoke and mirrors. What did we decide off that episode? I, I know we decided that fuck Arizona yeah. <laughs> was we can't do. I don't know if we ever decided if Apple's evil or not, but they released their transparency report. Microsoft's now claiming that uh, the feds are abusing the surveillance uh, powers. And so, if, Micro yeah, if Microsoft's complaining, then you know shit's really bad. So, anyways, that's all I got. Uh, Mr. Chin, I know you should have some fucking news for us, right? Mr. Chin? Mr. Chin. Perfect. All right. Well, I guess you know what that means. We're moving on to our favorite segment of the show, Straight Out of Florida. Straight out of Dade County. Florida man shoots himself, doesn't notice until days later. It took two days for Michael Belvins to notice the bullet holes in his arm. Only after changing shirts. <laughs> yeah. Did he see stains from blood seeping through the fabric? Sheriff's deputies later determined that Belvins, age 37, accidentally shot himself while cleaning a handgun in the living room of his Florida home. Bevan stood up while cleaning the 22 caliber pistol before feeling his back lock up. See, Belvin's he suffers from a back injury, so he takes fucking painkillers. And uh, the sharp pain caused his back to give out, and he fell face down on the edge of a glass coffee table. <laughs> then he heard a gunshot. Uh, he didn't know where the bullet went, uh, but he got his left eyebrow cut by the coffee table. And he didn't feel shit because he was so fucked up on uh, pain meds. Uh, but uh, for two days, he was just doing his own thing. And after th the third day, he takes off his fucking shirt. <laughs> and it was black, uh, long-sleeved. And uh, he didn't notice the blood stains because it was black, you know. Uh, but then, but then uh, he put on a light brown shirt. And then he started seeing his blood and found the injury. And he could see where the bullet entered his left arm and where it exited. So uh, he was barely bleeding. He was discharged from the hospital. And uh, the sheriff's department uh, reported on this as saying, An investigation was conducted and the shooting was deemed accidental. 
case is closed. <laughs> <laughs> and the case, and the shooting was determined to be idiotic. Um, yeah, no shit. Did you say in the beginning that he was cleaning his gun? He was cleaning, yeah. He uh, was cleaning a uh, loaded gun. Yep, 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 yep. And uh, so imagine the scenario. Yeah, well, well, he was cleaning the gun, and his back locks up, so he's like, oh, fuck. Falls forward, smashes his fucking coffee table, gets cut by it. Here's the gun go off. It fucking shoots him, goes through his body. Only because the fat ass didn't change his shirt for three days. He didn't fucking know. <laughs> Whoa. It was just black like my teeth. <laughs> That's kind of nutty. Oh, there we go. We've got Mr. Chin. And yeah, that is nutty. So I'm like giving CPR to my phone right now. We can hear that. <laughs> I, I want to reiterate, though. He was cleaning a loaded gun. Yes. <laughs> and Mr. Chin, you've got a, a, a pistol, right? I do. And when you're not mouth breathing uh, and you're trying to clean it, do you... Uh, do you ever, uh, you know, clean it while it's loaded? No. You might be loaded while you clean it, but you don't clean it while you're loaded. <laughs> In this case, you the dude both. was doing both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I would have to say, kudos to those fucking painkillers for getting shot, not knowing that you got fucking shot. That's pretty awesome. Although it was a twenty-two, um, it's still fucking burn. Um. I would hate to see if he, uh, you know, had a higher caliber. That would have been fucking insane. But yeah, that's uh, what Florida Man was up to this past week. So, Mr. Chin, do you have any advice for those who may be high as fuck and trying to clean loaded pistols? Uh, don't don't clean a loaded pistol. Well, thank you. I think that's discharge it, it responsibly first. <laughs> yeah, whenever you've got like a load, how do you discharge it, uh, Mister Chen? Uh, depends on uh, the context, but uh, I'll, I'll normally uh, aim twice and shoot once. <laughs> All right. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Florida man auctions off gun he used to kill Florida man. George Zimmerman, uh, the infamous uh, shooter of Trayvon Martin that sparked a lot of protests, uh, when was exonerated for um, killing Trayvon Martin, is selling the gun he purportedly used to kill Trayvon Martin. Uh, he tried using it. He tried auctioning it off on two different websites. Um, the first website called Gunbroker um, ended up taking the listing down, saying it, it had rejected the idea. They said our site rules state that we reserve the right to reject listings at our sole discretion, and have done so with the Zimmerman listing. We want no part in the listing on our website or in any of the publicity it is receiving. <laughs> so he went to a different website. <laughs> Uh, called United Gun Group and started a bid of $5,000. But United Gun Group put out a statement saying the gun will not be sold on its site as well. Um, he's saying that it's uh, 
an American firearm icon and a piece of history. <laughs> so, once again, George Zimmerman, big Florida man making the news. I deserve two air horns. Um, Apparently, proceeds from the gun sale were supposed to be used to fight Black Lives Matter. Holy to fight Black Lives Matter. (laughs) (laughs) To quote, fight Black Lives Matter violence against law enforcement officers. Oh my God. Holy shit, Zimmerman. Oh my God. What a troll. (laughs) Oh shit. Holy shit. I didn't realize that's what it was for. (laughs) My my favorite of those is the uh, Cthulhu 2016 No Lives Matter. Yeah, our our shadow systems on Twitter hashtag Hack Lives Matter. <laughs> hack Lives Matter. <laughs> wow, wow, fucking Zimmerman. Yeah, that. Th- wow, I, I I have no words for this. This is incredible. I cannot believe that uh, he's donating the proceeds. Like it's one thing to fucking put it up for auction. Yeah, because he probably needs serious money for law <laughs> law support, but. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, to donate to that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Man, talk about poking the fucking bear. This dude knows what he's doing. Holy shit, he'll give Weave a run for his money on the Trump. <laughs> <laughs> hey, does George Zimmerman have a Twitter account? I don't know, but uh, we're going to follow him if that's the case. Uh, not as an endorsement. Uh, uh, but yeah. Anyways, holy shit. Um, all right, well, that was the bonus for the ma- man for uh, the evening. Thank you, Black Math. You're welcome. So we'll move on to uh, our main topic of the show, or what we like to call your mom. Come one, come all. Engaging your mom in three, two, one. Activate. Your mom for this evening brought to you by... ThoughtCon, the greatest conference in Chicago. So yeah, we went to uh, ThoughtCon. Seven. ThoughtCon seven. Yeah, we didn't go to ThoughtCon six because that was last year. Yep. <laughs> two th- two thirds of the current crew. Yes, yes, we have. Uh, I was myself, Black Math, and Zandy. Uh, Hello. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then the girl in your PC uh, all went, and so yeah. How did we? Uh, how did we get up there? You uh, took the train, right? Yeah, I took a uh, multi-hour train ride, which wasn't too bad. Um, and I believe Zandy, instead of who lives, you know, somewhat nearby, did not take the train. He took the mega bus. Yeah. Which I think cost more than my train tickets. It it did. (laughs) (laughs) So when we were doing the episode where we talked about starting your own con or or hacker group and shit, you know, we told the story about how we went up to Chicago and I took the Megabus. What I didn't say on the show was that when I came back, the Megabus I was on caught on fire. And then that was a whole fucking ordeal. But, uh, so it's almost like a thing now where we need to have someone, when we all converge someplace, 
fucking use a mega bus. And Not so me. Zandy did that for us. I took one for the team. Yeah. And it should be noted that my entire round trip was less than what he paid for like a what? How long is it if you drove in your car? Uh, maybe four and a half hours. <laughs> I had a 24 hour trip. Well, what's Which funny way? is uh, we're, we're at the conference and it had already started and I I messaged Zandy on my way there and he said uh, he was on the bus and I thought he was on, you know, like the CTA, like the city bus. And then we realized that he was still on the mega bus because he had forgotten about the time zone change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when he realized he was going to be quite late to the conference. Yeah, meanwhile, girl in your PC and I, we flew uh, southwest from Dallas to Chicago, and we're at the conference before fucking Zandy was. And <laughs> after, after being at DHA the night before. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that was a awesome. fucking nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I left uh, the fucking family karaoke. I don't know what time. It was after 11. I know that much. Just flying out at 6 o'clock in the morning. Got there a little after 8. And was at the conference, uh, what, by around 10, 10.30 or so. Yeah, but, the uh, uh, opening remarks had just started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was around 9.30. So we actually made a really good time. Uh, but each of us stayed at an Airbnb. Um... I went to yours. I didn't. I don't know what Zandy's experience was. Well, Zandy, what did he, wasn't he like sharing? Well, so like, <laughs> if you've never used Airbnb before, I mean, you have a myriad of options. You know, some people will rent out even like space on their floor if you've got a sleeping bag for like a few dollars a night, or their couch. You know, like couch surfing, all the way up to you know a private room, like a bedroom, or you know, a entire section of a home or an entire apartment or home or even like really weird or uh, creative things like uh, a sailboat or a tree house. There are castles, you know, like, like anything you can imagine. And I think Zandi um, rented a private room in a multi-room apartment. I thought it was something like, he, yeah, he was like, he got a room, but then the actual person who rented out the place slept on the couch. Wasn't yeah. that what it was? Yeah, they like double booked the room, so they <laughs> let him use their master bedroom or whatever, and they slept on the couch. <laughs> because if they were to let, you know, the Airbnb customer sleep on the couch, they might get a bad rating, right? <laughs> yeah. So that was Andy's fucking experience. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And a complete contrast, I had an entire fucking, like, it's considered an apartment, but really, it was an entire bottom, it was a two-story house, and we had the entire bottom story. So, I guess you would consider this two-story house to be two apartments. Did you have As your own entry and exit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the people who ran the Airbnb, they lived upstairs, and they had their own uh, door. They were right next to each other. So when they opened the door, it's a flight of stairs that goes up to their fucking, you know, house. And then ours is a door, and we're just fucking there, and it's a two-bedroom house, essentially. You know, it's just got a fucking apartment above us. So two bedrooms, 
uh, fucking nice dining room, uh, living room, uh, flat screen TV with an Apple TV with a Netflix account configured for it, free Wi-Fi. I walk in because a girl on your PC is vegan. There was homemade kel chips waiting for her. And for me, there was two cans of a local uh, brew. Uh, so they were fucking awesome. There was there was like uh, like oranges and fucking uh, snacks and shit laid out for us. Uh, a fucking binder that was a travel guide for the fucking area. <laughs> Little notes all over the apartment with like hints and tips and shit. Uh, the highlight was um, when I went to throw shit in the trash. I throw it in the trash, and I see there's a note above it. So I look at it, and I read it, and it says, um, We're crazy about recycling, so please use the trash can on the right, and, and don't worry about separating. We'll do it for you. And I look at the trash can on the right, and that's where you know you're supposed to recycle, and it's got a Clinton Gore... 96 campaign sticker on it <laughs> so <laughs> i'm reading this and i'm like well shit okay i picked it out of the trash and put it in the recycling bin i didn't know what the fuck was okay to recycle or not so we basically used that as our trash can so <laughs> whatever out in the front there is a, a birdhouse looking thing uh but you open the door on it and it's a uh hippie library where there's all these books in there and you can check a book out and return it whenever you want. Or just place a new book in there. Or if you like the book, keep it. And so th these were extremely, uh, uh, as Girl on Your PC described, granola so people. You, you, you should have taken them up in the offer and replaced it with the Bible. Go <laughs> <laughs> get a bunch of Gideon Bibles and fill that bitch up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's funny is girl on your PC was asking why they even did that. And she was like, oh, I'm going to fucking steal a book because, you know, <laughs> there's an opportunity there. It was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, we had this awesome place, extremely accommodating, nice people. They even like they had a smart thermostat and the Internet went out uh, for the 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 bottom apartment. And it was because they had a shitty D-Link wireless uh, extender as our access point and so we were on the same fucking wireless network as them it's just their idea is oh we're gonna have a wireless extender we'll give them this username and password and you know it'll be all safe and secure but really it was the same fucking network anyways the wi-fi goes out the thermostat isn't reporting they get a fucking notification saying that the thermostat's not online so they, I get a message asking, hey, is everything all right? Are th your thermostats, you know, not showing up online? We want to make sure that the heating, the heater's working okay. Like, within a minute of the wireless going out, I, I get this notification. So while Zandy is having their host sleep on the couch, <laughs> we have, like, this extremely awesome host. Did you meet them uh, in person? Yeah, 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 I did, uh... I met the woman. She was very nice. She said, hey, if you need anything, just message us. We'll come downstairs. If you need sugar, if you need vodka, whatever it is, if you need to know a cool place to go, just let us know. And uh, and then I met the, the husband uh, when he was out jogging. And uh, he wore really tight clothing while jogging. So that was pretty entertaining for me. 
I, I, I'm guessing you weren't out jogging as well. No, I was outside vaping, which they said no smoking. <laughs> but, but as Black Math said, I, I apparently am a real big asshole with vaping. Apparently, oh my God, <laughs> I made it a game almost. Everywhere we walked, I would watch you vape and see like who you would like fog out as we're walking down the street. And at this one time, we were walking, and uh, this restaurant had a patio seating area on like on the sidewalk like a lot of restaurants do over there and so on the part of the sidewalk you walk through is in between the restaurant storefront and the patio seating and as we're walking through whiskey like vapes this huge cloud <laughs> and it goes right into this little like family of four with like two kids <laughs> You, yeah. you, you don't have to explain it to me. He set off my fire alarms with his fucking baby. <laughs> yeah. And, and I do it here, too. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so Vape Nation. Yeah, Vape Nation all the way. We were outside of whatever place, and there was that old man. That old man. <laughs> Hit the fucking face, dude! You were hitting everybody, and, and everybody's reactions when you hit them. <laughs> but this wasn't even intentional. That's the best part. It was just being an ass without even trying. But, uh, um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, we were with the granola people. Yeah, and they were awesome. And Black Math, what was your Airbnb like? Um, I did not meet my host. Um. My host was a, uh, she looks young, maybe mid-twenties, professional-looking white female. Not that I profile people when I'm going to uh, rent an Airbnb, but, uh, you know, the whole premise of Airbnb is based on reviews and a trust model around that. So uh, she looked very honest. So that's why I picked the place, and it was a good price, and it was her entire apartment honest vulnerable 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 yeah <clears throat> um it was her entire one bedroom apartment um i think it was for like 80 yeah, maybe 85 bucks a night and it had a vape balcony which was convenient but yeah i, I did not meet her actually um i received instructions to head to the apartment and use the intercom which a lot of apartment buildings, the intercoms, what they do is uh, you have an app on your phone and it actually summons you on your phone and you can buzz people in remotely. So I get to the door, I find her name, I buzz her and the door buzzes and she lets me in and the key is waiting for me in the drawer. And uh, the, it's all like, uh, like prox badges the entry to into the lobby and then pass the lobby into the elevator area so no key entry that was, that was pretty cool yeah yep and then she had a nice little packet uh notes and uh things like that for uh what to do and what not to do in the apartment so you cloned it and you have access <laughs> i tried well, because uh yeah, interestingly yeah. the thoughtcon badges this year were badge cloning badges uh but for some reason my badge was crappy and I was unable to clone the key fobs that were part of the challenge at ThoughtCon and the key fob that went to the apartment building so it was unsuccessful but uh, 
Uh, one thing I wanted to point out about your your Airbnb was I I actually got to go to yours and a, you got a one bedroom is what it was marked as right oh yeah so i mean i, I kind of knew this going in because of the pictures and i've seen this before what you'll find in some apartments is um apartment buildings will take a studio sized apartment and then build up walls um in a very small space around the quote-unquote bedroom so they can sell it as a one-bedroom apartment um and that's what happened yeah uh, but it wasn't a wall that went all the way up. No, there was like, uh, like a gap, <laughs> about a one foot gap between the ceiling and the top of the wall. Um, so when he and his wife were in the bedroom, I'm just in the living room, like, is that the bedroom? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you hear everything. The door to the bedroom's like a glass door too. So I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's definitely not for privacy, and definitely, I'm pretty sure that so they can rent apartments out as one bedrooms instead of studios and charge more. So it's, it's not Airbnb, but uh, um, as we talked about earlier in the program, I spent three weeks in this past month uh, in Puerto Rico. We rented a house. Um, I don't know how many square feet it is, but it was four bedroom, four bath. Uh, the porch, you said he had a vape porch. My porch was overview of all of San Juan and uh into the 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 whole coastline um oh damn yeah uh we had they had every they had banana trees um you could pick papayas off of the porch um one of the most beautiful places i've ever been it was a on a street that had no name so i mean it was very difficult to find uh but um the, the <laughs> it was uh the the the, the uh we, we found some idiosyncrasies with uh google uh and maps and stuff and how you had to drop pens but um we paid a hundred dollars a night wow yeah oh my god it was more to go and rent a hotel in san juan in the areas than this house, which had two places, it had uh, um, we we had like eighteen people at one point there, um, and fucking amazing. We fell in love with this. Uh, if I haven't said it before, um, we're now uh, seriously considering probably in the next uh, less than two years moving to Puerto Rico. It's freaking amazing. Will you start up PHA? Yes, I will. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be PHA, but it, uh, yes, there will be a hacker association <laughs> associated with it. Yeah, and we'll we'll have to uh, have you host ShadowCon one year. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, um, it it sounds really stupid, but uh, <clears throat> they have three of the. I, I can't remember how many. It's like six or ten uh total in in the entire world they have three of the bio bays which are basically these areas where they have the uh photoplankton uh it's it's uh, actually dinoflagellates that luminesce so you'll see these things where people are swimming and it's glowing all around them um i thought it was kind of sticky I, I really wasn't 
expecting to enjoy it whatsoever. You know, that, okay, great, things are glowing, nice. No, we did a scuba tour. I mean, not scuba, uh, um, doing the, uh, uh, what the hell is that? <laughs> uh, just the, uh, snorkel. Snorkeling, yeah. Thank you. Um, just doing the snorkeling tour uh, in this bio bay on a moonless night for almost two hours. I was completely in, enwrapped. It was like freaking water fairies. I don't know how else to say it. It was amazing. It was enchanting. It was like I thought Disney was stupid because I didn't ever go to it till I was 16. This is what Disney was supposed to be. It was fucking amazing. Wow. Yeah. I don't have to go to Puerto Rico. It's cool. Yeah, no they, they have caverns. They have, well, first they have the third longest underground river, which is part of the cavern system. They have caverns that are so large, they fit skyscrapers. They could fit skyscrapers. Wow. Yeah. They have the only rainforest in the U.S. forest system. El Yunque, we went there. It's really cool. Wow, that's fuck. Why are we even talking about Shadow uh, or, or ThoughtCon? <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Did you fly there? No, I was just saying a hundred a hundred bucks a day for this place that was the most beautiful place I've ever stayed. Um, was fucking amazing. Uh, so we're we're talking about actually moving there. Um. My, uh, I, I was vetting it with work. My, my practice was like, you know, uh, um, but the, uh, the, uh, economy there is bad, right? You know, it's like, yeah. uh, yeah, for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they lost, last year, they lost 2% of their population due to immigration. I mean, not immigration. It's just, you don't immigrate from California. You just move. Right. They're just moving to Florida or, or New York or wherever um, because there's no way to make a living there. But if you can make a living on a place like I do where I just travel or work remotely, um, the the property values, we're finding things like 5,000 square foot homes on compounds of several acres with, with uh, uh, pools, everything you can imagine, uh, 280K. Damn. Yeah. Man. It's amazing. some John McAfee shit. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Wow. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> uh, yeah. Perfect. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we were ran about cons, right? That's yeah. what yeah. the whole purpose of this was? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, thought con. Yeah, well. Yeah, you, accommodations. I will have to say that uh, on when I was on the the vape balcony at Black Maths um, apartment there, I I'm out there vaping, and I look over to the right, and there's this just dude with all of his windows open. I'm just looking inside of his apartment, and he's shirtless, and he's just doing whatever. And we make eye contact, and we both kind of stop, and so then I turn around and I'm like, yeah, okay, well. That's what it's like living here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> have all the windows open. And actually, in our Airbnb, the fucking uh, shower 
has this window and there's no fucking curtain on it. So you look out of this window, there's all these windows that can totally see into the fucking shower. Um, so I had to like step towards the back. No, it's not embarrassment. It's just, uh, <laughs> it's just, um, you don't want more marks on your record, you know. Exposure <laughs> is not fun. And, and David Coker can only do so much. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, anyways, the con itself. Yeah. We get there, and like we said, the badge is really fucking cool. Um, the idea was that you could have. Uh, you flip a switch and it's in receive mode, and it can store up to three uh, key fob style RFID entry things like what you use for your gym uh, or apartment or at the lab.ms. <laughs> and so you store three of those, and then you can uh, flip it over and replay. Uh, but it took forever for us to figure out how the fucking thing worked. Yeah, Zandy ended up. Uh doing that challenge i mean the, the challenge for that was there were key fobs hidden throughout the venue you know dangling in weird places and um the challenge was to collect them and i i think if you collected three specific ones in the right order uh you could get a a gold badge or the root badge which is lifetime admission yeah not sure if anybody did that well there's that full-blown ctf and uh, what was the URL for it? Oh man, what was it? it was I forget. Something dot WTF. But anyways, uh, yeah. Tokens. Was what tokens dot WTF? Was that it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the venue. Well, well, we'll get to that. Uh, the venue... it was all themed around. Uh... James Bond and spy things because uh, ThoughtCon numbers their conferences as OX1, OX2. So um, this one was OX or 0X7, which kind of looks like 007. And all of the graphic design around the entire conference was, uh, you know, James Bond themed. Yeah. And so, of course, the challenges were all themed that way as well. Yeah. And there was a, uh, a Nintendo 64 with Goldeneye playing uh, up at the. Uh and the villages but the venue itself was uh the same one that they've done for the, what the past four years yeah um, they always say like it's a secret location and will be disclosed like a week before the event and it's and, the same one <laughs> yeah, which was actually a pretty cool venue they've got all these old expensive classic cars and a bunch of neon signs which the neon signs had uh i thought added like a nice cool colorful glow in all the different spots Unfortunately, they did not have a neon sign that said whiskey, but uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really uh, fell in love with the Ford GT that they had in the corner there, and that was actually girl in your PC's favorite part of the conference was the cars themselves, <laughs> so yeah. Um, they were cool, they had a bunch of vintage Ferraris and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a Maserati and all kinds of cool shit in there. Uh... But then they had, uh, so so you had the the bottom floor, which is, you know, one area where they did a lot of the speaking, keynotes, etc. 
Then you go upstairs on the second floor. That's where all the villages and the uh, bar con was, which was the bar that you had to pay for every fucking drink. Uh, except soda. Yeah, except for soda, yeah. And then if you went through that, walked down the stairs, and went through the alley into another door, there was the second track. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so it was pretty cool layout. And the third floor was the VIP section. So... Uh, as far as the villages, there was your typical vendor booths. Uh, there was the network operations center. There was a part for where that N64 console was. And the lockpicking village, which was a huge success because they didn't fucking show up. Or whatever yeah. happened. I was uh, disappointed. Yeah, so that didn't even occur. Um... The bar section had all the tool, uh, uh, all the tables, and there was a projector set up with a ATT Wi-Fi access point, which every image was shown on the projector. First day, it was full of fucking porn and dicks everywhere. Yes. So, so basically, Thoughtcon had uh, three different wireless access points, two that had Thoughtcon in the name um, that were, uh, one was like an EEP and supposedly the most secure with like device certificates that you can install. Uh, the second one was just, uh, I'm guessing like a WPA2 network that they warn, you know, somebody could still spoof. <clears throat> um, and then there was just an open ATT Wi-Fi network and they were sniffing all of the traffic on that and displaying stats on the projector. Um, I looked like they were doing Vuln scans too because they were displaying the top five or top 10 vulnerabilities. Yeah. And uh, the larger part of the projector screen were all of the images that were passing through in clear text. And, and yeah, uh, the first day was uh, a lot of dicks. Yeah, a lot of dicks, a lot of porn. And the second day they had please no porn added. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, But I will say my major disappointment with that whole bullshit was with having to pay for your lunch. We paid like what was it, 160 bucks for a general admission ticket, and then we had to pay for lunch, which is eight bucks. And then yeah, we, so I, I made sure I ate a lot during the after party, which was free. Yeah, you know, I bought one meal ticket, and I know you like Black Math bought two. And we both didn't fucking use ours, like idiots. Uh, and then, <laughs> it, like a beer was five bucks, coffee was three bucks, and it was shitty coffee. So that was a huge disappointment. Like, I know, Wirefall, your biggest complaint about HackerCons is the shitty coffee. Imagine if you paid three bucks for that cup I, of coffee. I won't say it's my biggest complaint. Uh, it's one of the things I bitch about, which I bitch about a lot of shit. Yeah. But, uh, um, but yeah, um, for, for uh, a reference, though, like, uh, recently went to ISSW, the Information Security Southwest. Um which they have free coffee. Uh, they, they also have a, a free, uh, uh, the first night, uh, the first morning, sorry, uh, mimosa bar. They will not give you champagne. It's mimosas. So uh, all you have to do, though, I've, I found out is order a mimosa, hold the orange juice. <laughs> um, but uh, um, they don't provide any sort of lunch whatsoever. Uh, the, you you go they, they have it's in Austin they have a uh, 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 one of those movie houses and 
you can order lunch and all of the things are it's just it's basically the meeting of the uh, their aha like DHA was based on uh, meeting for the month is there and so you they have uh, fire talks but you pay for your own lunch so yeah there's no whatsoever yeah. and and you and you pay a good deal for the ticket as well um, yeah if I... we're ranting about cons <laughs> well, we'll do that later okay <laughs> so so yeah we had all of that the ctf was pretty extensive and uh i saw this payphone over like a full like phone booth yeah. yeah and so that immediately piqued my interest uh looked at it uh it was uh you know connected to a ata saw the ethernet cable going up above um Fucked with it a little bit. Tried red boxing it. Tried uh, using a blue box on it to no avail. And then I found out, like, I was asking them because I was really fucking hardcore on it. And uh, um, I, I asked the con, hey, can I go balls to the wall on this shit? Because I don't want to fuck something up if this is, like, part of the CTF or, you know, whatever. And they said, have at it. But someone said, go and to this area I go to it and, and there's no fucking person with the con there there's just some dude with a Chromebook who's trying to do the CTF he shows me the page I look at it and there is uh, uh, one of the challenges is like modular in frequency or modulate in frequency and the the hint was drink your Ovaltine so I assume that this was like uh, okay, this is gonna be some old freaking shit. So I tried green boxing, blue boxing, red boxing, nothing. But when he picked up the phone, you would hear a da 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 da, and that tells you there's a voicemail message. Well, depending on what time you were trying to do this, when you would pick it up, it'd go da 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 da, and then start ringing, and it would call someone, and they'd pick up. So I start trying to fuck with them, and I say, Ah, I tried putting in 25 cents, but it's not picking it up. So I put the 25 cents tone, and they seemed very confused. <laughs> <laughs> Blackmath actually went up to the network operations center, and what was it? I, I, I got to the voicemail, and it said something, uh, and I didn't understand it, and I said that to them. And you heard them say, like, what, what, what happened well there? Our objective was you would get on the phone and we would be upstairs watching the NetOps guys to see who would be answering the phone, right? Because yeah. we knew somebody was picking up and nobody was picking up the phone. So I look over to the right where the GoldenEye game was and I see a guy with headphones on and speaking into a tiny little, <clears throat> looked like a tiny little brick cell phone. Um, I don't know if it was just like a little VoIP phone or, or what, but he was talking into that and he was the only guy talking into anything so i'm thinking this must be the guy and all of a sudden i, I he calls another guy over and he says uh what does 741 mean <laughs> and the other guys are like shrugs like oh, i don't know they have this confused look on their face and then shortly thereafter you came upstairs yeah. and you start talking about telling him like 741 or something i'm like well that's the guy then yeah and that's who's it, answering the phone and what it ended up being was i had to switch hook the fuck out of this thing and basically 
the way that a lot of these ATAs are set up is that they're set up for two lines. And you know, like on any normal landline, if you, uh, you know, go off the hook real quick and you can be on your second line. So I was trying to do that to escape that auto dialer. And when I escaped the auto dialer, I could get into the voicemail and it would say this fucking robotic message, but I couldn't make out what the fuck they were saying because it was so goddamn noisy. And uh, luckily, girl on your PC could understand what the fuck was being said there. And this was on the second day, and it was 702. So I get out of the auto uh, call thing, and I dial 702, and I get to a voicemail, like the extension that one picked up. I called 700, 701, 702, 703, you know, 704. I was going down the line trying to see if there was an extension, but only 702 worked. So I leave a voicemail saying, hey, it's Whiskey Neon and blah, 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 and hang up. 30 minutes later, go back to call that extension. It's gone now. So I don't think <laughs> it was intentional at all. <laughs> And they just noticed, like, holy shit, someone fucking saw an extension on here. That's not part of the game. But Blackmouth suggested trying 007, and there was some fucking message that showed up. And that was basically the end of the whole uh, payphone thing. There was no way in hell I was going to be able to open up the payphone to get in there. But there was this really cool woman, maybe, uh, who uh, <laughs> I talked <laughs> talk to. <laughs> Who had this amazing story that when she was a teenager, like she hated the payphone company. She was obviously boxing and stuff when she was younger, and the payphone company came and like raided her house and took all of her shit, even her soldering irons. So she had this big hatred for Ma Bell back in the day, and she had a hydraulic jack that she used to like break a payphone off the fucking wall. Took it home. And try to understand how to break into the payphones. And after all this time trying to pick the lock and understanding how it worked and saw how complex it would be, she she eventually just got like a uh, uh, was it cobalt drill bit, and had this portable setup with her jean jacket where she could go up to the side of a payphone, start drilling into the lock, but it would take hours to do. And she would just have the receiver on, pretend like she's making a phone call while her arm is sitting there drilling into the fucking phone. After a while, she gave up and bought a bunch of super glue and just glued the fucking lock. So it took, because those things were so secure, it took Ma Bell like weeks to be able to unlock all of those phones. And they just ended up having to take the phones down. So that was an insane story. That just happened, but Black Matthew, you were there when she saw me fucking with the phone. It was like, it was just like she was going back in time, and she was super excited about it, and that was really cool to see. Yeah, she was really excited. Like while you were in the booth and we were looking around the outside, she was looking around the outside too, just like really excited. And uh, then you like opened up uh, the the panel on the inside ceiling of the booth. And yeah. it was dark up there, and all of a sudden, boom, she's got this flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> a fucking LED high-powered flashlight. I was like, God, I need to see, I need a light. And then all of a sudden, she's got a flashlight, and she's shining it up there. It was fucking awesome. But, uh, yeah, that was the part of the CTF. I don't even know if I actually found anything, because we weren't there for the CTF, like, resolution. Maybe I'll send them an email and see if that was a mistake or what, but... 
Yeah, it was pretty cool. As far as the talks on the first day, I don't know. Did we just go to one talk? Yeah. Um, and that was that bullshit one. The obsec on the dark web. And all it was was like how they doxed the dude. It wasn't about like how to, you know, have obsec. It was just like, hey, we found this fucker. Yeah, it wasn't really obsec on the dark web. It like a tutorial. Um, it was them hunting down information on related to the Paris attacks and really more just like investigative things and information they found out due to, I guess, OPSEC fails or weaknesses in, you know, uh, people's uh, techniques for remaining anonymous. So, I mean, it was, it was a bit of a misleading title and th that's what bugs me sometimes about talks is um, even with the descriptions, you really don't know what you're going to get in a talk. And majority of the time, I'm either finding that the content is not what I expected and disappointing, or the content might actually be good, but the person up there speaking uh, just really doesn't know how to deliver. And that becomes disappointing too. So usually yeah. at, at any con I go to, maybe 10% of the talks that I see um are ones that i actually really enjoy so so we're into the bashing cons now uh well let's wrap yeah. up all this shit um, <laughs> you're really excited yeah so, so that was the bait and switch it was disappointing so after the cons where the fun actually starts we go to a drag show and uh and you know i get there before everyone else and so I get us a spot, and it's this table right in the fucking center. And the, the show's starting, and I'm still by myself. Every other fucking, like, everyone that's there is with a group of people. And I'm just this fucking dude by himself <laughs> right <laughs> in front of the stage. <laughs> drag show. I'm getting texts from Whiskey. Where are you guys? Where are you? <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, oh my god, this is a fucking nightmare. Everyone's looking at me in this fucking club. And then there was these girls that show up and they're like, you need to get the fuck out of our seat. And I told them to go fuck themselves. And then and then we become like friends over this shit. It's just like this lesbian couple and their, and their friends. Uh, and uh, we kind of sat, they sat next to us and Zandy shows up. Then Black Math and his wife and we, uh, we enjoy the show. Uh... It was very interesting. <laughs> um, there was a woman who looked like my third grade teacher, which was very hilarious for me. And that was the same woman who absolutely hated me. Uh, I left to go vape for a bit. And while that happened, something interesting occurred, didn't it, Black Math? Yeah, so, I mean, if you're at a drag show, especially if you're sitting up front it's very important that you pay full attention to the performers because that's what you're there for. And um, in the spirit of any drag show, if you're not paying attention, you know, they're going to, they're going to target you and uh, really make a, make it fun for themselves at your expense. So <clears throat> while whiskey's outside vaping, Zandy decides that it's a good time to engage in a texting conversation with somebody. So here he is, right in front of the stage, looking down at his phone during a performance, and that was it. 
like she just stops dancing and just stares at him with uh, the evil eye in her hand on her hip and the entire the entire rest of the room the audience just starts laughing and laughing and i'm cracking up and zandius slowly looks up like what's going on and <laughs> then he realizes that uh he's in trouble and for the rest of the number she was just uh targeting him and doing a lot of lewd suggestive things it was very it was very funny yeah and uh the song was i touch myself by the divinals (laughs) (laughs) it was amazing uh and there was also the whole thing with uh like i i i I had to be that asshole who spoke up which (laughs) happened uh the one uh one of the ladies was saying who's is it your first time and i said yes and i'm really nervous and she says i know i know it's not your first time and i'm sure you're straight too huh and i said only on the weekends and i don't know she ended up burning me pretty hard in front of everyone that was how it all started so i knew i was in way deep uh but that same woman that was the third grade teacher and she really did not like that i left during her performance uh afterwards she was just really not a fan of me whatsoever <laughs> but the, re- the real the real icing on the cake was that the, the, this was a drag show and there was one like there, there was one trap that was present <laughs> and at the end of the show when everyone's bowing that's when I give the trap a tip, and that was the only tip I gave the entire night. And so, she she was just like, "Yeah, you're the motherfucker. You you just tip the the. You're just a horny motherfucker who tips the girl with the fake tits." <laughs> not happy with me at all. Uh, I wanted to get a picture with her, and she was not having it. But Zandy had a picture with her, and that is one of the best pictures I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> so. That was actually the highlight of the day, was going to the drag show after the fucking conference. Day two starts. We get up there. We only go to one talk again, and that was Virus's talk on ransomware, which he tricks uh, people on 4chan into downloading his fake ransomware. Uh, <laughs> that was actually a good talk. Yeah, it was, it was a very good talk. It was done well. I mean, the, the gist of it was about threat models and things like that. And, that, like, ransomware, basically, the equivalent of cyber mugging is, you know, for most organizations, that's where the huge problem is right now. So he opened his talk with, I think he said, uh, how many of you are, how many of you are blue team or defense? You know, a bunch of people raised their hands. And he said, okay, of all of, all of you people, how many have a threat model um, that would that addresses somebody like Jason Bourne, you know, like uh, you're, you're prepared to defend against something like that, like that type of threat. And a few people, you know, they they keep their hands up, and he said, "Fucking why, like, <laughs> why, 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 why?" You know, that's just ridiculous. And his closing remarks were, um, "Have realistic threat models. Don't do dumb shit. I'm out." Yeah. So that was a takeaway I had from Thakon is uh, yeah. have realistic threat models, don't do dumb shit. And I, I'm out. <laughs> and that that brings us to the after party. Which 
And they closed the con down at five, and then at eight, eight thirty, eight thirty, they opened back up with the after party, and uh, that was the first time for the entire con that drinks were free. And we learned really quickly that those VIP uh, tables that you would pay for if you were a sponsor were not worth anything because they were very uncomfortable. And no one ended up fucking sitting in those fucking chairs. <laughs> but uh, they had lobster rolls. They had fucking mac and cheese with... I don't know. The food was great. Alcohol was great. A candy bar. Candy bar, yeah. Candy out the asshole. Um, and then... Uh, and then they shut down the alcohol. So that's when Black Math and I decided... Well, I decided Black Math is an enabler. Uh, to uh, <laughs> to go steal alcohol from from behind where they put it all up, and so we just walk to the back, and there's some dudes fucking with a beer keg, so there's no way that we can actually get to the alcohol. So we go out to the alley and leave the door open, and uh, we look down, and there's uh, like this groupie and a member of the band uh, that played, and we go down there and we try to act like you know we're we're trying to get alcohol then they're like yeah they shut down the alcohol we were trying to sneak some we're like oh so were we well the groupie hands me a drink and i thought it was just diet coke but i enjoyed this free bar so much that i just thought it was diet coke and really it was just like what was it like straight rum it was like extremely yeah you're like taste this this just tastes like diet coke and it just tasted like brown rum <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we did that and then uh we ended up going to HQ after that, which was a uh, barcade, and we did we even get inside? Yeah, we went inside for a bit. Remember, you ordered like three vodka Red Bulls. Yeah, three or four. Yeah. We had ten minutes to drink it, and there was no way in hell it was happening. And then uh, we get kicked out, and there's this like fight going on the street, and Black Math and I try filming it. And then I rage for the next hour about how shitty their bartenders were, or no, their their bouncers were. Yeah, you were really upset that they were violating bouncer protocol. Yeah, and I was like calling them douchebags from across the street and being a real dick, I guess. Uh, and then we get we all cram into a taxi cab. Yeah, we hitch a taxi ride with the the Cisco people. Yeah, from people from Cisco have some argument with this like little tiny Cisco employee. I don't even remember. Uh, there was some thing we didn't agree on, and we end up going to uh, Smart Bar, and that was just as amazing as always because I bonded with the bouncers over how shitty the other bouncers were, and we started having hackers movies references and. Uh, good old Pablo held on to my badge for me because I didn't want to wear it anymore. Fucking got back to the Airbnb about 5.30 in the morning. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> and that was the end of the con, but the real fun started the next day when we were in Chicago just fucking off. We went to Harry Carey's, met good old John, the fucking restroom attendant. Oh, who, yeah. <laughs> Who was singing to us while you're trying to use the fucking restroom, having full conversations. And he was like, come on back to Harry Garrett's to meet your good old friend, John. Uh, sprayed me, like, gratuitous amount of fucking polo blue on me. Uh, the food at Harry Carrie's was amazing. 
It was what, what was it tied to Al Capone, right? Uh, the building it's in was owned by Al Capone's top enforcer, and it contained uh, it still contained the original vault and hidden underground tunnels that they found. Yeah, and uh, we went down and got to see all that shit and uh, try to convince Zandy to put a crypto party sticker on the vault, but he didn't do it. <laughs> he threw it in, in the vault. Yeah, that's right, he did. He put it in the vault, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we, we hung out, did all kinds of shit, uh, went back to that the douchebag bar, and uh, uh, ended up uh, through a series of events, missing my flight the next morning. And so I ended up hanging out an extra day in fucking Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> went to a fucking four-story uh, store. Went to a surplus store that was out of this world. Uh, fucking had awesome pizza. It was an amazing time. It was incredible. And now, Wirefall, I guess we can get into the whole point of that whole thing is that we fucking didn't do anything at the con but hang out. <laughs> the, the, the whole fucking point of the con was for us to hang out. We had more fun outside of the con than we did at the fucking con itself. And, and there's there, there's nothing wrong with that, but the uh, I, I I think the analogy that you can draw is you were saying zines are fucking dead. Exactly. Right. Cons are fucking dead. Yep. It's the same yep. thing. It's the exact same thing. And that's the whole point. Yep, right there. Right, because um, all the cons that I've attended this year, uh, yeah, I already knew that. Or, yeah, okay, I could have gotten that in 10 minutes from a Reddit post. Yep. So there, there is a social interaction that I, I, I truly believe we need. But... Zines, cons, it's all the same fucking thing. Um, yep. Before I used to go there for my information, now it's for socialization, period. And that yep. brings us to the whole fucking realization and actuality. When we did our fucking uh, episode about do-it-yourself hacker con, we, what we did was we all went and had fun in Chicago at a hostel and it was the anti-con. We did all of the fun without the con. So after seeing this, we've talked and we've actually decided that now it's time to do a proper shadow con where there will be three talks that are awesome and that's it. For the two days or whatever, that's it. The rest of the time, DJ playing fucking music, people socializing, and hacker villages. That's all there fucking needs to be at a con at this point. Is you, you know what? That that sounds so fucking stupid. It is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. That is exactly. You know, you need to have three talks because that's all that could possibly be that is fucking cool, real, new. Exactly. Breaking shit. Breaking shit. Um, and the rest of it is... Networking. Everything's networking. Yeah. Uh, like, the exactly. idea is you have an, a, 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 a section for fire talks because, like, Black Math can... Yeah, because, be, 
Be- because people like we know with brown clouds and stuff need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And see, Black Math, like, he can speak to how pissed off I was at this fucking conference. It's like, what, what the fuck is this? Like, the, the talks that we see at DHA are tenfold better than we're seeing at a fucking proper conference. You know what I'm saying? Like, my my problem is because I just go local mostly, and I've seen that talk for the past fucking year at every con I've gone to. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! How how can you accept a talk that's uh, you know? You, I I I get it that you that you uh, elevate it because it's been given it another talk, but that was in the same fucking state. No, you don't elevate that shit. <laughs> uh, how much have you had to drink, Waterfall? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if I need to edit this or not. You never have before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to Shadowcast. Should you have before? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, maybe I'll just eliminate the title, or maybe I'll just leave it up. Who knows? But, um, yeah, that's a great point. The, the fact is, there's only a couple of talks that you actually want to fucking see. Because, like we've previously discussed, hacker cons have been invaded by Blue Team. Yes. So, fuck it. We'll have a hacker con where there's just a couple of talks, and that's it. The really good ones. There could be fire talks, and people can go fucking crazy with the fire talks. Do whatever you want, because the people who will give a shit about the talks will go there. Everyone else can fucking converge and do their 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 networking and hanging out that one time a year where everyone gets together and has a blast. And that's basically what I feel and Black Math feels and a lot of other people feel is the solution to this is just having a con that's the anti-con. In fact, maybe the so, fire t- the fire talks can be inside of a unisex bathroom at the venue. <laughs> the, that works, and we can get old John to go over there and be the attendant. Yeah, you have to be the bathroom attendant if you're going to give a fire talk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's our that's our idea, and that's what we want to do. And nothing against ThoughtCon because the 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 con itself. The people who organized it, they did a fucking fantastic job. I mean, like, the aesthetic of their website, the gear that you got, all the swag. I spent, like, 80, at least 80 bucks on swag. Actually, probably more. I mean, I have, I I just hooked it up here at the lab using Woody's 2600, Atari 2600. I got a 2600 uh, cartridge from ThoughtCon. I pop it in, and it's a, it's got the ThoughtCon logo, and you're sitting there playing a game. Uh, on a, on a, an Atari cartridge. You know, they have all these cool fucking things. And that's why I bought all their swag, because it's fucking awesome. But yet, what was there that set it apart from any B-sides or any other fucking con? Nothing. They're all 2600 magazines. They're there. You can go in and do that. But really, at the end of the day, it's, it's more about the people and interacting with them and networking. And... I don't know. I feel like we could do something that would blow everyone away because they wouldn't have to deal with the bullshit talks or feel obligated to go to them. 
And as a matter of fact, if you don't want to go to the three badass talks, we'll just fucking Iron Geek that shit and put it online so you don't yeah. even have to fucking go to this. Yeah. But, but, but for a local con, I don't want that to be the case. I, I, I think we should really try to make it. I can't miss this talk. Well, yeah, that's why you have to only do three talks. I mean, shit, dude, really, like... No, it, they're, they're, when people they're... go to DEFCON, they, they, they go to DEFCON to fucking party with people. Let's be honest. See? Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never been to DEFCON. Um, well, well, here's the thing. Why go to DEFCON? You can just watch all the talks online anyways exactly. afterwards. Yeah. So what the fuck's the point of attending the talk? Well, if you had a few that were really badass, then people would go. But then it wouldn't be like I'm spending my whole day listening to some dickwad talk about fucking IDSs and shit. When that's old no news anyways. I really want to have people come and build villages. Yeah. Like, if you've got some crazy kooky idea, come and fucking build a village. I mean, that's one thing that, like, for as ghetto as Freaknik is, there are all kinds yeah. of weird things going on. Like, the guy that sets up the fucking photo booth in the halls and shit every year. And, you know, one year there was, like, a liquid nitrogen-cooled shot, like, luge that somebody built. Um, walk around Fucking DJ stereo sound system that Whiskey Neon stole. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, like a giant Lego table, which I don't know, it's kind of weird. But I mean, yeah, basically yeah. just a huge hacker party hangout and leave out all the things in traditional cons that people actually don't really go for or have a good time doing anyway and just keep all the stuff that's fun about them. It's Cyberella from hackers. Yeah, like less of a security con, more of a hacker con. Like we don't need to talk about work. Exactly. We just need to exactly. party and hack shit. So that's the idea. So if you like this concept, email us at show at shadow, whatever the name of this podcast <laughs> is. <laughs> we call it Shadowcast, yeah. Show at shadowcast.co and say you support it. So we really need people who are willing to buy a ticket for this. It's going to be expensive to pull off because we also don't want to have fucking corporate sponsors. But if you are a corporate sponsor, that's cool with having crazy shit go down and be legit to the term hacker. Then by all means, send us your money. So I guess that's kind of it, right? Yeah. You got anything else? Wirefall? Like, do you feel like we're, wrong in this or no it, it, how, how do you succeed though I mean um we don't have to succeed we just go and do it no 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 no, no. You, you you have to have people want to come want to uh, buy tickets to go there um what makes it engaging for people uh you know it, I, I know what it, it, it is for me and the current cons are not fulfilling that um that's what i'm yeah saying. but that doesn't mean it's for everyone i mean most people just might be fucking happy just sitting their ass in a chair and going yeah i i i saw some shit well 
then those people will come to ShadowCon. No, no, no. <laughs> but, 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 but how do you get that? Um, because, honestly, I, I, I wouldn't go to a fucking talk I'd give. Um, no. <laughs> really, I mean, there, there's nothing that interesting that I could say that I would be able to sell to people. Say, hey, this is something new, this is something whatever. And it's rare that you can do that. Um, so I agree with, 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 with you, Whiskey, of, uh, this is more a social, you right. know, of, of where, but the social thing that I've seen from the con so far is crap. I don't want to, I don't want to participate in that social thing, honestly. Uh, most of it's crap. Um, yeah. So how do we reconcile that? How do we say, okay, um, we'll give you the best training we can, and socially, how do we make that engaging for the other part? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think the... Well, say, for example, when we went to B-Side San Antonio, you and I just got shit-faced and yelled outside of a parking lot, and we had a great time. <laughs> I imagine if you didn't have to go in the parking lot, that was the con itself. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you can't institutionalize kind of that, though. That's not something that goes, this is how we make a con great. Um, that's 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 <laughs> very, very... Uh, uh, oh, I don't know how to say it. But, uh, um, no. I don't... I don't uh, what were we saying outside of uh, <laughs> HQ uh, when we were talking about it? Um, we should verify with like ISC2 that you definitely cannot yeah. get CPEs for attending ShadowCon. Like, yeah, make, make it. Oh, it's like this. This is the kind of how I feel. Like you look at uh, Sammy uh, Camcar. You know, he he puts a really cool shit out, right? But he does it on his blog. It's not at a talk. It's not at a con. It's not at a talk. Uh, fucking. There's a lot of people in infosec and hacking that don't really like cons, and I feel like that's th the main problem is that you're gonna fucking have all these talks and shit. Then you feel like an asshole if you don't go to these talks. I. It's not really like if people go yeah. to fucking cons anyways. There's thousands of people who go to cons. But 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 also about going to cons. Um, our company will not pay that. All, all the cons I go to are self-funded. Yeah. Because our company will not pay for it because our leader, I'm not saying he's wrong, but doesn't believe that cons are useful because it's just social bullshit crap. So. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not. Uh oh. So yeah, what do you got to lose to go to ShadowCon? Did Wirefall drop? Oh, he did. Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, look, look at other like festivals or cons or gatherings. I mean, a lot of people still get it. Like, like look at anime cons. You have people dressing up in cosplay and things like that, and they're there to have a good fucking time. Or like, look at Burning Man, where com it's completely Hello? devoid of. Hey, welcome back. Oh, thank you. <laughs> welcome back. I mean, I think that's the um, point, right? Is to uh, yeah. get away from careers and infosec, because 
90, yeah. well, maybe all hacker cons nowadays that call themselves hacker cons are information security conferences, maybe with like a black hoodie over <laughs> yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that's kind of what ThoughtCon was like. I mean, it had sort of a, a hacker vibe, but I mean, it was very much a, a security conference. And, you know, when, when, we went the insecurity side. Yeah. And, uh, and that's a great point, bringing up like an anime con. Like, girl on your PC and I went to the fucking anime con. What did we do the whole time? We didn't go to any fucking talks. We went to go into a talk and we saw how fucking bizarre it was and we turned around and left. <laughs> like, no, but, but it's, it's what you brought up before of the zines is they don't have a place in the future. Right? Because of the Twitters, the our whatever subreddit. Um, really, the cons, if it's not social, they don't have a fucking place because that's already all the information is already available. Yeah. You know, um, before it was a place to disseminate information. But if you're at a yeah, con and you're you getting new that. information, then you don't have a Reddit account. Yeah. <laughs> or it's some zero-date shit that's being dropped yeah. on you. And, and, and if you do, it's, it's fucking for publicity to fund some company. Period. Well, that's the fucking point, though. It needs to stop being about corporate bullshit, man. Like, the point is that the con sucks. So don't make it about the con. Make it the anti-con, where it's just a social gathering. Just a nationwide convergence of people who share the same interests and there's villages and you can network and then your group of friends can all go like what we did with ShadowCon, what we did with ThoughtCon. We all plan to go at the same time because we never get to see each other because we're scattered all over the country. Oh yeah, no, no company should sponsor a trip to ShadowCon. Like, it's something that you'll have to kind of, you'll have to use your vacation time, maybe lie to your wife about and maybe, you know, buy extra insurance. Yeah, no shit. Uh, yeah, but that's it. That was our ThoughtCon wrap-up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what ThoughtCon was. ThoughtCon was, like, ShadowCon. I need, I need to find an ATM. <laughs> yeah. Qu quote of the, quote of every Whiskey Neon outing. I need to find an ATM. <laughs> <laughs> I guess any last words from you, Black Matt? Um, I guess you can sum up, you know, the, the, the pitch here for anybody that might be listening is uh, whenever we all get together and converge and hang out, there's a lot of fun, some hacks, a bit of hangover and regret, and uh, going to a lot of ATMs. So if that sounds like fun, <laughs> that sounds like fun, <laughs> send us a note and um, maybe yeah. a volunteer to contribute somehow. Exactly. How about you, Arfal? What's your last words? Arfal? <laughs> <laughs> 
I guess it's, uh, I hope you edit this. <laughs> uh, well, most importantly, I really hope that, uh, everything got recorded, but we'll find out. So, uh, thank you everyone for listening again. If you have any, uh, feedback or tips or comments, email us show at shadowcast.co. I remembered the name of this podcast that time. <laughs> And remember to uh, tip your local uh, drag queen. And uh, as always here at Shadow Systems, we encourage you to hack the planet. Shadow Systems.